Well, here I am, 11 to 1. 11 to 1. Are you genuinely kidding me? The Twins have not only won their first four games of the season, they're undefeated 4-0. Welcome back to M Nation, by the way. They beat the Marlins yesterday by 10. They beat them 11-1 to off of a Tyler Malley start. Um... I, there's just there's no words to describe the oh my like so the twins started in Kansas City obviously uh, last Thursday and they swept them they swept them real good they beat them two to nothing the first two games uh, they let them score a run the next day but they swept them traveled down to Miami to face Luis Arise the player that they traded in the offseason for Pablo Lopez one of the biggest moves the Twins made this offseason and they they went down there and they they swept the floor with them and today they will play again at 5:30 hopefully make it 5 and 0 undefeated you know when it comes to baseball and all of this even I know we're 5 days into the season 4 days into the season this is a very, very long season ahead of us. There's still six months ahead of us. It's a very long ways till October. But there are certain games that you need to win. The, these games against the Royals, these games against the Marlins, you're going to have to face the Red Sox eventually. You're going to have to face the Astros this week. You're going to have to face the Yankees later this month. Those games, you want to compete, you want to win, and you want to prove that you're one of the best teams in the league. But against these, these teams who are actively tanking against these teams who do not have good organizations or just good centerpieces at all. You need to beat these teams. Not only have they beaten these teams, they're 4-0, but these wins haven't been close. Yeah, the first two wins were 2 to, two to nothing, but still. I think Johan Duran has only worked one inning so far this whole season, and we're 4-0. That's unbelievably great for what we want to get done here. The Minnesota Twins are one of two undefeated teams left in the entire league. Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Rays are the other team. Who have the Tampa Bay Rays been facing? Let's take a look into that. Tampa Bay Rays, AL East, right there. Um, or was it? No, no, no. Okay, so they've, they've, they, uh, they swept the Detroit Tigers and they beat the Washington Nationals on the road. Okay, so again, two garbage teams. I'm not trying to make a big deal out of a small sample size right here, but it's important to know that the Twins are technically, as it stands right now, they're in first place in the entire league. This is important. Let's look at the Twins' schedule here. Uh, schedule. Okay, so they played Kansas City. They swept them. Uh, Miami. Uh, and then they will play. They will play Houston on the 7th of April on opening day, not the 6th because of the weather being here in Minnesota. It's the, I swear opening day in Minnesota is always postponed. It was postponed last year. It postponed it this year. Um, they've done it for a much better weather day. Let's look at the weather Minneapolis. Thursday was supposed to be our opening day and weather was looking 36 degrees and rainy and snowy on and just disgusting on Thursday. Friday, on the other hand, 51 degrees, no precipitation, no wind, mostly sunny. We're looking at a gorgeous day. 
We're looking at a gorgeous opportunity to get out to Target Field. Um, have not a sellout, obviously, but have one of the biggest crowds of the year until we get. It's hard to draw people in on a workday um, in the middle of April to stand outdoors for um, for two and a half hours. I'd say three hours with these new pitch clock rules. We're looking more at two and a half now. Um, when you look down at it, Target Field is going to be the place to be this summer. The Twins, what they have done this offseason is they have constructed their solution to the we've lost 18 playoff games in a row problem. Last year, they had pretty much the same roster uh, despite uh, Luis Arise from a, from a position player's point of view. But Buxton was injured a majority of the year, and we, they had a lot of injury problems throughout the entire year. Yeah, Jorge Polanco's injured right now. Uh, but luckily, we've been able to have some people step in. Kyle Farmer's been there um, really nicely. Nick Gordon has been stepping in at second base to um, get in there. Josh Donaldson obviously left two seasons ago, um, but that's working okay now. Carlos Correa coming back, it was a monumental piece of work that the organization, the Polad family, was able to get across this last offseason. Let's look at the attendances here. Um, Kansas City. Almost 40,000 people in Kansas City on opening day. Good for them. Half of that the next day, 16,000. Um, then 14,000 the next day. And then last night in Miami, 9,000 people showed up. I will be very, very interested to see um, what the attendance looks like for Minnesota on Friday now, not Thursday for opening day, because I just took a brief peek at the ticket situation for Friday and I will be there. And I also noticed there's a lot of other people that are going to be there too. I checked in the, the second deck of the outfield seats. Those seats are pretty much sold out, pretty much sold out. I think we have a really, really fun possibility to look at a beautiful day on Friday and a beautiful win over the Houston Astros, which is not something that we do often. I wonder if the probable pitchers are out yet. Uh, twins probable pitchers for Friday at least. I know it's a few days out, so it's it's hard to it's hard to gauge that right away. Yeah, it's still to be determined on both sides, the Astros side and the um the Twins side. Kenta Maeda is going today, which is very very exciting. He has not pitched in a very long time due to his Tommy John surgery. Um, Kenta Maeda will be going today. Pablo Lopez will be going tomorrow against his former team. Hopefully, he just. Wipes the floor with them. And then if we're going to go by rotational standards, it would be um, Joe Ryan, right? It would be, it would be uh, no, Sonny Gray. It would be Sonny Gray. <laughs> excuse me. Um, I'm a little bit under the weather. It would be Sonny Gray. I should really have a cough, but I should really have a cough button. Um, it would be Sonny Gray on Friday for the Twins. For the, whoa, voice crack. For the Twins as they open their season. Um, 310 start time on Friday. Let's look at the schedule now for the Twins. We are looking at uh, Miami, home Houston, home against Chicago. Um, on the road, four-game series against the Yankees. On the road, three-game series against the Boston Red Sox. That is going to be a very fun week. That stretch between April 13th and April 20th is really going to answer a lot of questions about this Twins team. It's, it's one thing to beat up on the Marlins. It's another thing to beat up on the Royals. Beat up on the White Sox. We're gonna know, we're gonna figure out a few things when they play Houston. We're gonna figure out a lot, but when they go on this road trip to Yankee Stadium and to Fenway Park in April, we are gonna learn a lot about what this Twins team is and what they plan on doing for the rest of the season. Um, to round out the month of April, you've got at home against 
three game at home against Washington, three game at home against the Yankees. I will hopefully get to um, all three of those games. I know I sound like a nerd, but just um, the Yankees don't come come to town often, so you got to take advantage every time they do. I think that's the only time the Yankees come to town this year. Um, Kansas City to round out the uh, four game series against Kansas City at home to round out the month. And yeah, that brings us into May, but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. They're off to a fantastic start. It's never a bad idea to win the games against teams that you're supposed to beat, unless you're called the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I'm not going to talk about the Timberwolves right now because we're talking about the Twins on this particular podcast, but you know what? Screw it. I'm going to rant for a second. When it comes to the Minnesota Timberwolves, they suffered on Sunday night, the worst, or Saturday night, the worst loss in fr- in 30 years of the NBA, arguably the worst loss in Timberwolves history, math-wise. They were 20-point favorites. Not only did, oh my goodness, not only did Portland cover the spread, they won the game. 20-point favorites. That's like what Alabama is when they're playing some some church school in their in their um, non-conference schedule for football. This is unreal, unbelievable, and it never should have happened. Good teams. I don't care that Anthony Edwards is throwing up in the middle of halftime or that Carl Anthony Towns thinks that he's some sort of, you know, Jesus figure walking around now that he's not injured anymore or that Rudy Gobert doesn't have any chemistry issues. Like, you have no excuses to not beat the Portland Trailblazers at home. You have no excuses. None. You traded D'Angelo Russell. You brought in Mike Conley. Oh my good it's like you can understand that in that game against the Suns on the road or at home excuse was it at, was it on the road or was it eh, who cares that game against the Suns they should have won and yes we know how bad the officials screwed them over at the end that game against the Celtics a month ago yes we know we should have won that game against the Lakers this last weekend we know deep down that Anthony Edwards was throwing up um in between the quarters, in the hallway. We know that the entire team has the stomach flu. We understand. This roster has Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels, one of the best, if not the best, defensive player in the NBA, Kyle Anderson, Torian Prince, Nas Reed. I'm sorry, I know Nas Reed has the wrist injury. He's going to be out for the rest of the season. This team is too good on paper to lose to a team that is actively bringing up G League players on 10-day contracts. This team is too good to lose to teams that are actively tanking for Victor Wembanyama. It's embarrassing. And now when we look at the NBA standings, we look at the NBA standings here in the Western Conference. The Wolves are in the 9 seed. The 9 seed. They have lost at least 10 games this year to teams that will be in the lottery. This is and this is unbelievable. This is disgusting. The Wolves should not even be thinking about the play-in tournament right now. They should easily be in the four seed, the three seed. This wasn't, oh, they got a few bad losses. They had a ton of them. They could have easily won all of these games. It wasn't just bad luck. It's a lack of effort. It's a lack of leadership. Because Anthony Edwards, he's only, what, 20, 21 years old? We know that Anthony Edwards is not at that point to be the leader yet. I think in two, if in two years of Anthony Edwards isn't the leader of this whole team, we're doing something massively wrong here. 
But the problem is that you've got Carl Anthony Towns, who was drafted first overall, still in the room. And Carl Anthony Towns is a fantastic player. You could probably get two to three first round picks for him. But Carl Anthony Towns is it's we've we're far past that point. We all understand that Carl Anthony Towns is no longer the star player of this franchise. It's Ant. It's not Cat. It's Ant. Cat is there to support Ant and to use his skills to not be the loudest voice in the room because Carl Anthony Towns is not an adult. He is legal standards. He is. And what do I know? I'm just some 20-year-old kid sitting in a basement at the University of St. Thomas. But Carl Anthony Towns needs to understand that there's a reason why Kyle Anderson and Mike Conley are there. They are the grizzled veterans who aren't necessarily your star players, but they're good enough to be your role players who play their roles good and they they know what they're talking about because they have playoff experience. Mike Conley has a has dozens of playoff games in his back pocket from the Utah Jazz. D'Angelo Russell is one thing, but D'Angelo Russell, I don't know if he's, he's if he's ever made it past the first round of the playoffs. With Rudy Gobert working with Mike Conley now, now you got no excuse. You've got no excuse to not have chemistry here. But Rudy Gobert, you trade for Rudy Gobert and you give the Utah Jazz everything under the sun that you had capital-wise, and now you're in the nine seed. Not because you're a bad team, but because you're underperforming. This is inexplicably bad. The, tw- the, the Twins. The Timberwolves have three games left this season against the Nets, against the Spurs, and against the Pelicans at home next Monday. They need to win all three of these games. If they win all three of these games, there's a small chance they could get the sixth seed. If if things work out with the Clippers, the Warriors, um, and the Lakers and the Pelicans, there's a small, small chance that things could work out and they could get the sixth seed. But the overwhelming odds are that they're going to be in the play-in now. They're going to be in the play-in. They're probably going to be the seventh seed or the eighth seed again. The worst comes to worst, they'll probably be the ninth seed or the ten seed. I just... Oh my goodness! I bought t- I bought a ticket for the first play-in game, the potential first play-in game for the Wolves, and I was I'm planning on reselling this thing because could you imagine the odds of the Wolves hosting the Lakers in the seven-eight game? That would be if you thought that first Lakers game a week ago or this last weekend was fantastic. Could you imagine that? But then the play-in, I'd be able to resell that ticket for like five times its value. But or I could just go to the game. Eh, whatever. So it's just, oh, but the, could you, I'm just, I'm thinking here, the worst part about this Timberwolves team is that they're, the the way they perform, because they can beat anybody, they can also lose to anybody. They're just like the Minnesota Vikings in the wild. No, the wild, no, no, sorry, the wild don't lose to bad teams. Um, The Timberwolves, this is how it's going to go for them. They could easily, they could easily uh, make it all the way to the Western Conference Finals. I'm not kidding. They could get all the way there. Denver beats them in five games. They could easily make it there. Or, or, the Timberwolves face off against the Lakers in the 7-8 game at Staples Center. It's, I'm, not call, I'm not calling that place Crypto.com Arena. They lose to the Lakers, so they have to play the Pelicans in the... Um, in the eight nine game, or the eight, or in the uh, in the makeup playing game, and then they win. Then they face Denver in the first round, and they get whooped, four games to nothing, just utter destruction. Denver would wipe the floor with them. 
or they it's just so frustrating because you know deep down that they're capable of so much more but they're just not doing it if things were right in the world this team would easily have seven more wins than they do right now and seven more wins would put them at six games back in the four seed in the four seed they would have the clippers in the first round or the suns in the first round They'd have a good competitive series. They'd probably win. They would have the Kings or the Grizzlies in the next round. Guess what? They'd probably win that too. I'm getting too far ahead of myself here, aren't I? Regardless, uh, I guess we can briefly talk about the Wild so we don't have to make a whole separate thing about it. The Wild had a... The Wild had... They just got out of their two games with the Vegas Golden Knights. Two games that they desperately needed to show up in and they only have one point to talk about out of four, which is very, very unfortunate. Uh, Minnesota Wild schedule. Let's get here. I love ESPN.com. Minnesota Wild schedule. Scrolling down here. They lose 4-1 to one in Vegas um, on, Mark, on Mark andre Fleury's start on Saturday night, and then Gustafson keeps them in the game. They blow the lead with 30 seconds to go. And they don't get two points against Vegas. They only get one because they lose in the worst thing in all of sports, the shootout. Um, I know we're protecting players, health and safety. I know we want to get the fans home. Um, I know all this other stuff. But the shootout is unfair because you got these teams that play for 65 minutes. And then you you force them to decide who's going to get these crucial points by which players can stick handle better and have better deking moves. It's irrelevant. There's a reason why we don't do shootouts in the playoffs. It's because it's not fair, and significant NHL points should not be decided by shootouts. You just have continuous overtime, three-on-three overtime in the regular season. Get to the playoffs, five-on-five overtime, great. But in the regular season, I don't care if you have to resurface. Do 10 minutes. Do 20 minutes for all I care. Resurface the ice. Do 20 minutes of three and three overtime. I promise you, you will get a winner every single time. If there's 100 overtimes in a season and you did that, you would get 99 winners in that first overtime period. Then you just do it again. And at that point, we would just celebrate being there for the extra hockey. But regardless, we have the Wild have five games left in the season. At Pittsburgh, home against St. Louis, at Chicago, um, home against Winnipeg, on the road against Nashville. Um, they need to win really all these games, every single one. They need to win all of them, but I think we, we're all going to be satisfied if they can take care of business against Chicago, Winnipeg, and Nashville and St. Louis. If, if they can win four out of these next five games, there's a pretty good chance they're going to win the Central Division. Because here's the difficult thing. Where's the standings for the Wild? Uh, NHL standings. Let's take a little look-ski here. 98 points. Wild clinched their playoff berth last night, so we know we will we, we will be going to the playoffs. We just don't know who we're going to play yet. We don't know what seed we're going to be in. Um, Wild have 98 points. Stars have 98 points. Colorado has 96. Um, Colorado has played two less games than both Dallas and Minnesota. The deal here is that the Wild have five games left Stars have five games left, and we desperately need to find a way to win the Central Division or find a way to play Dallas at home 
If we have to play Colorado in the first round, that's not going to go well. Um, they also need to avoid being a wild card seed because Lord knows it's a possibility. The Wild can easily, 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 easily win the Central Division. The reason why that's so crucial is because if they win the Central Division, there is a overwhelming chance that they get to play, as I pull up the wild card standings here, they would get to play the Seattle Kraken in the first round. The Seattle Kraken, who have the worst goaltenders under the sun. You get to play Seattle in the first round, you're getting out of there in four games, in five games. You're moving on. You're resting. And then you would get to fight off against the winner of the bloodbath between Dallas and Colorado. That's why winning this division is so important is because the winner is going to get the privilege of playing Seattle in the first round. And not only that, this wild team is good enough to win a seven-game series if Gustafson is standing on his head. Gustafson and Flurry can carry this team to the Western Conference, Conference Final, all the way to the Stanley Cup Final, to get destroyed by the Bruins or the New York Rangers or the Carolina Hurricanes. But the thing is, the Western Conference is open. It's open for business. But the Wild need to take advantage of that this year, that there's no alpha dog. I think that's enough for today. And we will have reactions to the Timberwolves' loss. Or not, I'm already assuming it's going to be a loss tonight against the Nets. Good Lord. Um, we will have reactions to the Timberwolves' performance uh, coming soon. We'll have reactions to Twins' opening day coming soon. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening to M Nation. Please um, subscribe to Instagram, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this. Um, and, yeah. I will see you next time.